Welcome back, everyone. Happy holidays. This is Adrian. And this is Stacy. And we are Healing Never Hurt So Good. Is that our name? I can't remember. I don't know. It's been so long because we've been so terrible. Yes, we apologize to our 5 million listeners. Uh, you demanded uh, that we record an episode, but we were so busy. And we did not, so we apologize. No, we, we were not so busy. I mean, we were busy, but I don't know about you, but I was drowning. And so I took care of my mental health first and did not dedicate myself to the podcast. And I think that that's okay to take a break. And that will be the title of today's episode. Oh, snap. It's okay to take a break. And I would just like to point out to our listeners that I am dedicated so much that oh, on my no, birthday... Oh, no, no, no. You have to wait. <laughs> I was going to wish you happy birthday. Now you're going to make me look like an asshole by announcing it yourself. Uh, happy guys, birthday, you Adrian. Oh, thank Jeez. you. There, after I oh announced my God. it myself. It was coming. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what she said. <sighs> oh, my so. God. Yeah. Okay, right, now, well, now I'm the asshole. Thank you. <laughs> so, birthday episode, just for you guys. Yeah, which is really a sign of the times that... It's your birthday and you're home recording a podcast and not out partying because crazy life. COVID is still kicking everybody's backsides. Yes, it is. <sighs> and not like without COVID, I would have been partying anyway because I'm old. You uh, would but- have. You were going to go to a party in Brooklyn, but then decided not to because of COVID because you're old and sensible. Well, no, because someone who won't be named said, oh, well, if you go there, then, you know, you can't be around people for two weeks. And that includes Christmas. And yeah, so, because someone yeah. who won't be mentioned is much older and much more boring. Oh, well, but very sensible. So, OK, so smarter people prevailed. I am not going to my party that I was going to go to. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Instead, I'm sat in my, I'm going to say study. I like calling it a study. It makes me feel more academic. So I am sat in my study recording. Yeah, for our three listeners. I meant three million listeners. Three sorry. million. Yes, three we million. Lost, yes. We, lo- we lost two million over the break. <laughs> we'll, we'll get them back. But it's okay to take a break. Everybody pay attention. It really is. The sky did not fall down. Self-care is important. So what were you doing during this break that we took? Oh, goodness. Well, I was doing this actually during the start of the podcast when I was okay before I hit the I'm not okay anymore mode. And I actually remember you saying to me, I think probably on the first or second podcast, that I had said something about I'm fine. And you were like, no, you're not fine. I've seen your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember the moment. <laughs> well, in that moment, I was, you know, not drowning. And then I reached a point where I was drowning and it was no longer okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking care of my disabled stepfather-in-law for the past nine months, um, who had a stroke 27 years ago and cannot talk nor use his right hand, um, who ended up with us suddenly and yeah, his whole life turned upside down. And I, I tried to do the best that I could and and get him up and running. Um, There's a lot of medical appointments, socializing, you know, just a lot going into that. And I hadn't realized because why would I have never done it before, how much work goes into taking care of somebody who's sick or disabled. Um, 
and he's in a better situation now. He's in assisted living. But looking back, it was just like, oh, that was really, really hard. Um, so, yeah, if you know anybody who's taking care of somebody, please reach out to them. You know, buy them a meal, show up on the yeah. door with a bottle of wine, yeah. whatever it may be, because that shit <laughs> is hard. I, I brought a lot of wine. Yeah, I saw it. And it was... That, that was tough, I must say, and it sort of happened overnight, right? There was mm-hmm. no preparation for it. No, out of nowhere, yeah. It was it was hard. Um, and, you know, I want to get into, it sort of got me thinking about friends that I know who are caretakers and will continue to be caretakers that I want to talk about um, for the rest of this podcast. But before we dive into that, you should probably share what you've been, to- bleh, what you've been doing because you've become a parent. Oh, yes, yes. Well, folks, listeners out there, I am a father, proud father of a 78-pound baby, baby boy. A baby. (laughs) He's a fur baby, yes. So I adopted a dog. Uh, His name is Zuko. And if you follow me on Instagram, you have seen many pictures of him. Uh, And yeah, that's pretty much what I was doing, just adjusting to life with a creature that needs you fatherhood yeah yeah why the name zuko by the way so zuko is the name of a character in one of my favorite cartoon series it's called avatar the last airbender zuko was a banished prince who needed to regain his honor or who wanted to regain his honor i should say and the reason i picked it for my dog is that Zuko from the show and my dog, they have different colored eyes. So Zuko, the banished prince, he he has a scar on his left eye and my dog has one blue eye. So his left eye is blue and his right eye is red. And so it reminded me of that Zuko. And I was also kind of going through a lot at the time where I felt like I was banished. I felt like I just needed another chance, uh, not to regain my honor per se, but just to kind of regain my footing. And once I saw Zuko's picture on the SPCA website, I just knew that was my dog. And I, I went the next day and got him like right away. And yeah, yeah. yeah so, so that, that's the whole story behind Zuko. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm now a father. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And speaking of Zuko, I hope he's okay. I can't be away from him for too long. So <laughs> if you hear barking, it's Zuko calling me. And maybe we need a podcast on pets mental health too. Yes. Well, he is a, he's a baby and he's separation anxiety. So that would be a long podcast. I mean, it's understandable really when you think about it, pets are ripped from their mother, father, wherever, um, you know, and sent off to a new home. And it's just like, yep, that's it. Yeah, uh, he was adopted. Well, he was rescued from somewhere in the South. We don't know where. And he was brought to the SPCA in Westchester. Uh, They don't have a lot of history on him. uh, But yeah, all we know is he was from somewhere in the South. So I have a redneck dog. (laughs) It's okay. You can convert him. (laughs) I will. He's going to be Democrat soon. Oh my God. Well, good. So yeah, that's what we've been doing on our break, which it was okay to take. So back to the whole caretaking piece, I want to give a shout out to three of the most amazing women I have met in my life. Kelly, who I have known since 
junior school when I was eight or nine. Um, Karen, who I met uh, at my last job, and I'm trying to think how many years ago that was, seven maybe, and we bonded immediately over sarcasm and wine. Um, <laughs> you have lots of those. <laughs> yes. And Rory, who I've met in the last year or two, um, honestly, just they're like superheroes. Um all right. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Yes, okay. I'm just in awe. I'm, I'm, I'm being silent because as a man, we interrupt too often. So I'm trying not to interrupt. No, I asked because like my computer like went to screensaver mode, and I was afraid that it had just shut down. But you uh, can hopefully, like cut this piece out. But I'm just asking. No, I'm leaving all of this in. <laughs> You're just trying to make me look bad. Come on, I was having a moment there. <laughs> anyway, so in anticipation of doing this podcast, and actually it was Karen that prompted me to get back to doing this. Um, when I talked to her the other day, she was like, oh, I'm only up to three or four on the podcast. Um, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the end. <laughs> we haven't done any more, but it's okay. So anyway, so let me tell you Karen's story first. So I, And I've talked about these women already on previous podcasts, but Karen, her son, um, had kidney failure, and she donated her kidney to him during the wow. pandemic last year. Um, so the update here from her, and I sort of asked her, you know, what do you want people to know about how hard this is, especially during a pandemic? And she said that her son is not responding to the vaccines yet. Um, and they know this because he's participating in a study with Hopkins and oh. transplant patients are very immune suppressed. So that's sort of how the anti-rejection meds work. And so they weren't included in the trials of any vaccines. So Hopkins has been looking at how each cohort of transplant patients respond as they become eligible for vaccines. And apparently only half of adults made antibodies, kids to 12, bleh, sorry. And I'm reading what, what she sent to me because I don't want to mess up and, and put it in my own words. Um, kids 12 to 18 did better at 70%, but the 5 to 11-year-old dose is a much smaller dose. And so far, Hassan is not producing any antibodies at all. So you know, if you can sort of imagine you have an immune suppressed child who just got an organ and, you know, the pandemic is still raging. Um, and so her thought on this, which I wholeheartedly agree is, was fuck anybody who's not getting vaccinated. Because yeah. she said, you know, you have to rely on society to keep her kids safe. And today yeah. society sucks, you know, yeah. and that's how she's feeling. And I fully understand that, you know, if like, I, uh, I don't know. I, I can't imagine like being her and having to deal with this on a daily basis. And she's sending her child to, to school. They're doing weekly testing and masks. But imagine you're relying on society to be able to take care of your son and keep him safe. And society is just not delivering on mass. Yeah. Well, that's people suck. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um, well, that's incredible. I mean, I, I, I couldn't even imagine. And yeah, I, I've, I've run into that problem with some friends uh, where people who I assumed were vaccinated, they were not. And if you're listening to this episode, you know who you are. Get vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> get vaccinated. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to visit a friend in Vermont. She was visiting from another country and then she told me she wasn't vaccinated. So I had to cancel that trip because I just won. I didn't want to put 
her and the people she was staying with at risk because I don't believe any of them were vaccinated and they had been in Vermont for a while kind of secluded. And so there I was coming from New York. I had also just traveled to South America. Uh, I'm vaccinated. I got tested and everything, but I, I just, I had to cancel the trip. And so we have these, these lives that are now being like, I don't want to say fractured, but I have a set of friends who are vaccinated that I know I can hang out with. And then I have another set of friends who are not that I don't hang out with. So people out there, if you want to see me, go get vaccinated. <laughs> maybe that's why they're not vaccinated. I was going to say, maybe <laughs> maybe they are. And they're just telling you that they're, they're just not. Telling me, oh, yeah. And you know what? Uh, Worst things have happened. So I, I could see that happening. Yeah. But no, your friend, uh, that's... That's really tough. And I wish her and her son all the best. And hopefully the trials that he that he that he's in, hopefully, uh, I guess they produce something. I mean, I, I, I don't even know, like what 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 happens then? He just waits and waits and waits until he produces the antibodies or. Well, I think that going to do the booster and hope, you know, because I guess, you know, the five to 11 year old dose is a lot smaller. Maybe the booster will help produce something. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I sort of said to her, I'm like, so how do you cope aside from wine? Mm-mm. She was like, it's wine. <laughs> it's wine. <laughs> it's wine. Yeah. And, you know, not that we want to be encouraging anybody to start drinking lots and lots because we know that that can lead to issues too. But, you know, you have to find your co- bleh, your coping mechanism. And, you know, I just want you to know, Karen, you are a superhero in my eyes, for real. And I'm I'm glad to share your story with our three million, million. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Why the pause? <laughs> I, I yeah, I just I forgot. I, I wanted to just say three and then I was like, no, 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 it's three million. Three million. Three cheers for Karen. <laughs> Hang in there, Karen. You're awesome. No, she really is. She's yeah. Nothing but nothing but love. But yeah, it's I mean, it's crazy, you know, because this new variant is circulating and and back home in the UK. Um, my sister's kids are going remote as of next week. And I know a lot of other parents in, so she's in Wales and in England, they're concerned that's about to happen too. And one of my friends was saying that her daughter, who's a teenager, um, is just in a real depression because she fell so far behind in the last lockdown mm-hmm. and she just feels like she's never going to catch up. Oh, and wow. she's just like, well, what's the point? Cause we're just going to have another lockdown anyway. So she's oh, just, you know, it's awful, you know, that yeah. I think we're going to come out of this. I, I feel like we thought we were out of it before, but we're just not. Um, but I think the impact on everybody's mental health, but especially the young kids, because it's so hard for their young brains to process all of this. Yeah. Just, ah. Uh. No, that's tough. That's really tough. I wish them good luck. I, I cannot imagine learning remotely. Uh, it, it's just so difficult. I remember having snow days and being so excited to be home. I just feel like as a child now, though, you're home and you're just, it, it's so regimented. And then you're cut off from your, your classmates and you have to look at this screen all day and try to retain information when we know children don't return, retain information well uh, from screens. And I just don't know how you do it again. Yeah, I mean, how tough. could anybody, you know, even when you're at work on your screen, you're always looking at your phone or going on this site or that site. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to focus when you're just staring at a screen. Well, I wish them well in Wales, or as it used to be called, Wales, right? Yeah, is that what it was called? No, uh, Stacy. 
Yeah, I don't know. My sister what? is the expert on whales. Aren't isn't it part of your country? Well, it's it depends how you look at it. So if you're from there, then you view England as a country, Wales as a country, Scotland as a country. However, okay. I remember when I was living in Paris, I had an American who would argue with me. He would fight up and down blind that that the UK was a country and that England was not a country. So and I don't even want to get into that whole thing because it just drove me bananas. But anyway, <laughs> I haven't spent much time in Wales. I don't know too much about it, but my sister is the expert. It, I think in a previous life, she was definitely some kind of Welsh warrior princess because <laughs> she is like Welsh to the core. And the rest of us are like, you know, you like grew up in England with the rest of us, right? <laughs> I've, been, I've been to Wales once. I have family near the border. And so we drove over to Wales and I remember seeing all these signs that said Alan, and it's my dad's name. So I took some pictures and I sent it to my dad. And apparently Alan in Welsh, and I could be wrong and I should probably fact check this, but I think it means exit. So that's a fun, random Welsh fact there. You're welcome, people. Yeah, I don't know. It. I guarantee if my sister ever listened to this podcast, she would probably tell you that you were wrong because she likes to tell people she's that they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting in the middle of that. <laughs> no, ma'am. It's a beautiful country. It's, it's very nice. Well, what else is new besides Wales? Wales? Well, you know what I thought was funny this week, and this shows just how long it is since we've recorded a podcast, is that I said Guyanan again this week instead yes, of Guyanese. Yes, you did. You said Guyanan. <gasps> I was shocked. Uh, it's been a long time, and my mental health hasn't been good, Adrian. You have to give me a break. Uh, Guyanan, and you said it in reference to your ancestors, so yes. that made it worse. I know. They'd be shuddering in their graves. Or maybe uh, not. Maybe they would understand that it's okay to make mistakes. Not when it comes to my country, no. Sorry, hey, it's my, my country too. There. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And <laughs> folks, on that note, on that note, we need to end tonight's podcast. No, no. We... <laughs> hey, it's it's an eighth, my country, okay? Hey, moving on. So let me tell you about this dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from the dog... Do you have anything to talk about? You know, we've we've heard a little bit from you about how your mental health has been going from the previous podcast. Where are you at? Uh, and I know I just totally should... put you on the spot there, but I know spotlight yeah. shining yeah. on me. Yeah, it's important. Uh, so I actually had my therapy session yesterday, so it's still fresh in my mind. Uh, so listeners, I'm still in therapy. I've been going weekly. Good, it's good my, for you. Yeah, it's, I think it's probably my six month anniversary at this point. Uh, same therapist and he's gotten much better. I think there was a period where we needed to adjust to each other and, and we've done that and he's actually pretty incredible. So I no longer look at the clock and, and, and write down when he jibs me out of two minutes. It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> so, so we actually, we, we, we have very good sessions. And it, it's interesting that you say that he's got better. I'm wondering if the truth is actually that you've got better. Because he's probably uh, been doing this for a long time. I'm no, guessing. I'm always right. Come on. Of Hello. course. Yeah. Silly I'm me. I'm always right. It must be 
He's gotten better. I was perfect from the day I walked in there. Right. Let, let's be honest with each other. Right. So, yes. No, it's, it's, it's been a good journey. And it's, it's interesting to look back and see where I started and where I am now. And one of the themes that constantly pops up uh, in therapy is one of frustration. And I tell him all the time, I get frustrated seeing how far I've come and, and it seems counterintuitive, but I, I get frustrated knowing that had I started therapy earlier, I would have been this entirely different person or, or had an entirely different uh, just sort of mindset and being able to deal with some of my issues. And that frustrates me. I said, well, why didn't I start earlier? So I've developed this new problem of frustration where I'm annoyed at myself for, for not starting earlier. So we're but working But you feel like that, that frustration is helpful? It's not. And he always reminds me, hey, look, you're young, even though I'm not anymore, let's be honest. Well, um, I think you have an older mentality than your body is old. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I think I, you're a fifty year old trapped in a thirty something body. I am an old soul. I, I am. No, I don't. I know, not old soul. It's it's not a soul thing. I think I'm just old. Yeah, you just like have this old like you're like oh I'm old I'm old I'm like you like talk like you're older than me but I'm actually way older than you. That's how I feel. I, I feel old. So maybe one day it'll it'll change. But Wait till right you now, actually are old. That's the problem. You feel old now and you're not at all. Maybe when I'm older, I'll feel younger. It, it could be Benjamin Button. Benjamin That's what's Button. Happening. Yeah. yeah. Adrian Button. Yeah. Maybe I'll wake up one day looking like Brad Pitt, Fight Club. Hello, well, that wouldn't ladies. be so bad. <laughs> that would be, you know, there are worse things that could happen. Yeah, but, but no, I, I, uh, I'm trying to deal with the frustration and remind myself, look, it's better that I started now rather than two years from now. So I'm, I'm dealing with that. I mean, I find uh, that so interesting that you're beating yourself up about that rather than celebrating the fact that you even went to therapy, like even taking the step of going to therapy is a huge deal. You're doing yeah. all of this work, you're improving yourself, and rather than pat yourself on the back, <laughs> you're beating yourself up. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that nuts? It's, it, it is, and my therapist, he, he really tries to help me to get past that. Um, but those feelings pop up, because when you look back at just things that happen, people you lose along the way, uh, because of your issues, it really, it just sucks knowing that it, it could have been avoided. And maybe it wouldn't have been avoided, right? I mean, who's to say? But just knowing what you've lost and what you could have done differently, it, it really sucks. And I, I hope I'll get to a point one day where I can accept my shortcomings. Um, but I'm I'm a very empathetic person. So knowing that I caused problems and I caused hurt and pain in the past, it, it affects me deeply. Uh, so yes, I say to myself, okay, you didn't know better or, or, or you didn't have the tools and now you do. So now just try to be better, do better. As Melania says, be best. Isn't that what she used to say, Melania? Melania, Trump? oh God. Be best. So okay. I, I can do that now, but the, the we're, empath- We're going to edit that part out, right? Where you're quoting Melania Trump- uh, no, she, uh, she's very quotable. I might have to take myself off this podcast. <laughs> so, so Dear no, God. I'm, the empath in me uh, still kind of 
hurts because of everything that happened in the past. You're talking years and years and years. Uh, so yeah, I beat myself up sometimes, but it, it's but, getting but better. But if I'm all learning. of those things didn't happen, then you wouldn't be to the point you are now. So those things had to happen for you to get here to get to improve. So if you, like, if people around you had accepted your behavior and you hadn't hurt people or pushed people away or whatever it is, then you'd still be behaving like that. So as much as it sucks and hurts, all of those experiences brought you to now. They brought you to finding your therapist, to working on yourself, to improving yourself. So it had to happen for you to sort of have this self-realization and to seek the help to improve yourself. It it had to happen. So I, 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 my therapist says that, and, and I know, believe me, look, the rational part of me gets that. But is it, I said this to my mom several months ago when she was pointing that out. I said, it, this, it wasn't a price that I was willing to pay. Like the, for the things that happened, I get it. They happened. And yes, without them, I would not have gone through this process, but the price that I paid to, to get to that point, it's just such a steep price. And were I, if I could do it differently, where knowing, Hey, these people will accept your behavior and you won't have to go to therapy. Would I do it differently? I would. And I know that sounds wrong. I know it. And everyone out there go to therapy. Trust me. It's, it's great. But I'm just saying the price that I paid to get into therapy, it is such a steep one that I am still dealing with the fallout from it emotionally, mentally, me internally. So I, I, I'll get to a point one day, I know where I'll wake up and I'll feel less guilty or I'll feel better. It's just taking a longer time than I expected because again, it was just such a, such a steep price to pay, but you're right. Had those things that happened, I wouldn't be in therapy and I would just go through life continuing to be a shitty person. And <laughs> uh, no, I, I can be honest. And I would have probably been, if I ever became a father, I'd probably be a bad dad. I probably would have yelled at my kids. I would yell at my partner. Um, now I don't do those things. And I, I really am more conscious of my words, of my behavior to the point that I have this one coworker, we're really good friends, and she's probably listening to this. She never gives me credit for anything because, according to her, I'm too arrogant. And she finally, ha she oh, finally well, said to, to me, your coworker, <laughs> I don't disagree. Well, she she finally said to me, she said, you know, I'll give you credit. I thought months and months ago that this would be temporary, um, and you would go back to being how you were. But I'm surprised that you you're completely different. And I, I didn't believe that it would actually happen. And she gave me credit for that. And that meant a lot because she does not give any compliments. I mean, zero, zero. I could like save somebody her life. I would get along with. <laughs> yes. I could save her life. And she would say, eh, I would have been fine. Like literally that's, that's how she is. So I'm happy. I, I, I'm in therapy. I'm not happy at what got me into therapy. But I'm happy that. But I'm do in you therapy. think that anybody is happy at work? Like nobody, I know, I nobody know. is happy skipping along, like doing their thing. <laughs> like, oh, I should go to therapy. No, people go to therapy because they hit rock fucking bottom. You yeah, know, nobody goes yeah. to therapy that's happy. So I totally get this high price that you're like pissed that you had to pay. Yeah. But 
nobody goes to therapy who's like having a good time, you know? So like you have to hit rock bottom. You have to have these shitty, horrible experiences. That's what gets you there. And that's what forces you to do the work. So I think the problem, not the problem or the challenge for you is that you're still in the work. You haven't, and I don't know that we ever come out the other side, but you're still like deep in the work and sort of deep in it. Um, yeah. and so it's still frustrating to you. But I think I mentioned this before and it's hard to remember because the last podcast was so long ago. Um, <laughs> but like the five years of misery that I had with my infertility. I mean, if you'd yeah. asked me during those times, like, was I happy that, you know, it was making me a better person? I would have told you to go fuck yourself. I was so miserable. I would have probably stabbed you in the eye if you tried to say that to me. Mm. So, but now that I'm out the other side, it, like you, I'm a much more empathetic person. I mean, I'm a nicer person, and I'm grateful that I went through that. Ask me in the moment, I swear I would have stabbed you in the eye if you tried to tell me <laughs> to be grateful for the experience. So, you know. Yeah. No, fair, fair enough. And I'm, look, I'm taking it one day at a time and I'm getting there, but I am in a much better place um, mentally. I, I do take more time on a daily basis to do my my exercises. So I do this thing where I think of positives that happen throughout the day. And I think of the interactions that I've had with people. Uh, were they respectful? Were they, you know, was I loud? Did I yell? Did I watch the tone of my voice? Was I rude? So I do that on a daily basis now. And it has just become this habit. So I, I, I have gotten a lot better. My depression has gotten um slightly better but that's just something that will take more time uh but yeah overall i'm i'm in a better place than where i was six months ago okay. uh, i still kudos to you for doing the work thank you and and i have a long way to go and i know i will be in therapy probably for many years and, and that's okay and and that's okay and it's good to also have checkups um one of the things i talked to my therapist about was you know well when do we decide oh you're good like you're good you don't need to come in anymore and he said, really and truly, it varies individual to individual, but you ideally should still check in, even if it's once a month, once every, you know, three weeks, just to check in so that you are, you are aware that you're still doing the work without even realizing that you're doing the work. You don't want to become complacent. So Absolutely, because uh, you can fall back into bad habits. Yes. And, and you lose that muscle memory to remember to do all of these things. Like how I lost all my muscle around my abdominals. Yeah. That's well, okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. Uh, well, speaking of, I need to drink some beer for my birthday. Some birthday beer. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So it's probably about time to wrap this up. And so I wanted to, well, unless you had anything else that you wanted to add before I wrap no, it up. No, I want to go drink my beer. Nothing else to add. Fair enough. So the <laughs> other person who is one of my great heroes um, in life is Kelly, who I mentioned earlier. So her daughter has muscular dystrophy, uh, muscular dystrophy limb girdle, and it is just horrific. I I can't even. Oh, my heart just aches for this family. It's it's horrendous. And so I had asked the the thing with Kelly. I always. She, sorry, and I'm stuttering now because I'm just thinking about all of the things that I think about Kelly and what an awesome person she is. She always seems to have a brave face on her and is sort of cheery. And I just think you can't be, you know, you must be crying at night. Like uh, th there has to be more behind it. And so I reached out to her and said, you know, how do you take care of your mental health? And I wanted to leave 
everybody on the note of of what she said to me. So I'm going to read it because um, I didn't want to um, sort of summarize. I want to do justice to her words, but um, I know she'll be listening to this at some point. So Kelly, just know that you seriously are a superhero. And when I grow up, I want to be more like you. Aww. So she says, managing my mental health stems from being strong for Jess. So Jess is her daughter and helping her to get through the day. I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form. For the last six years, I've learned to pigeonhole everything and deal with it later. Whether that be talk to a friend or Tim, who is her husband, he's the biggest help. He is a good listener and good at rationalizing. He helps me a great deal. Or sometimes I just lock myself in the bathroom and have a good cry. As time goes on, though, and Jessica's emotions are changing daily and her condition worsens, I'm starting to struggle greatly. I'm finding it hard to bite my tongue and pigeonhole my feelings and further talk and furthermore talk to Tim about it as I feel the conversations are becoming harder. So as I sourced a new therapist for Jessica, she called me out on the stuff I was buttoning up. So as of the new year, I'm going to be getting her I'm going to be getting help with her to prepare myself for Jessica's future and the obstacles we're going to come across. The challenges I meet every day with caring for Jessica are watching and experiencing each and every day a new thing that she loses, the emotions she explodes with, and on top of that, her challenges of just being a teenager and feeling all the normal hormonal things from friendship to boys to what she looks like. And some days she tells me she doesn't want to be here anymore. A normal teenager is hard enough, let alone one that is disabled and terminally ill. The constant reassurances, Confidence boosts, confidence boosts and chats of future just become so draining and distressing, trying to keep it positive, upbeat, because I don't want Jessica to feel we're giving up or brushing it under the carpet. Keep it real. Don't try to glaze over any of it. Don't say it's fine because nothing is fine. Be honest with yourself and others. Get help when you need it. Get rest when you need it. And look after yourself inside and out. Treat yourself because you do deserve it. Wow, that that is very deep and very touching, very poignant. Yeah. So thank you, Kelly, for those thoughts. We love you, and we're with you every step of the way. That's awesome. Hang in there, Kelly. All right, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we will be back. Hopefully, not several months from now. Uh, maybe a few a few weeks from now. And happy holidays to everyone. Happy holidays. Bye.